everyone. Welcome back to the In The Round podcast. You're hanging out here with Matt, and uh, we've got a really cool episode for y'all today. Also want to plug our sponsor, shout out to Whaletail Media, and of course, our friends in the green world. We love our friends at Trailside CBD Emporium. Our boy Andrew, they're always hooking you up. They have got uh, products ranging from hemp to Delta 8 THC. They got shit for your dogs. They got it all. And uh, we're going to be sampling some products here on the show today. Uh, today, we're really going to be hitting. They got this new thing, uh, these pre-rolled blunts that are awesome. Uh, also, these new uh, cannabinoid gummies, uh, the 30 milligrams a piece. They're awesome. And, uh, of course, they got the Skittles. They got the dabs. They've got the lit bars. They've got it all. Flowers, dabs, gummies, edibles, oils cartridges, whatever you need to be feeling a certain type of way and doing it legally here in Nashville or anywhere around the United States of America, y'all look up Trailside CBD Emporium. Use the promo code ITR at checkout. 20% off your order. Also got a plug. We got a great writer's round tomorrow uh, from when this episode drops. We have got um, our uh, our buddy Ward Gunther putting around together. We got our girl Farron Rachel's putting around together. We got Davey Arnold. Uh, we've got uh, we've got all kinds of good stuff. Nick Walsh is on there as well. And uh, speaking of great stuff, a great episode for y'all today. Uh, in my opinion, one of the coolest dudes in this town, a uh, guy that we've gotten to know a lot uh, recently, and um, a guy who's just he's true, he's a straight shooter, uh, he's from Missouri, and he is just all around a badass individual. Y'all enjoy this one. It's our conversation with Mr. Nate Frederick here on In The Round Podcast. What's going on, man? How the hell are you doing? Doing all right. You're doing all right. Well, uh, we are big fans of what you do, uh, Mr. Nate Frederick. Uh, my first introduction to you was um, was uh, the Dreamer. That yeah. was my first introduction to you, man. And uh, how long you been in this town? Uh, so I've it'll be six years in July. I moved here July of 2015. Really? So uh-huh. six years, damn. Yeah, man. it's been an it's been an interesting ride. Yeah, man, so. and Nashville, a lot of people get caught up in all the bullshit in this town and all that, and you're a guy who I would say, like, you, you don't do that necessarily. You, you, you do your thing. Yeah, um, you know, I've, that's that's been out of all of the good and bad things that I, that I feel like I've done since I've been to this town, um, that was one thing that, I, that was the most important to me was to – figure out myself and, and, and kind of stick to my guns. And, you know, for a while it was, it was kind of a lone gunner type of deal. But, uh, in the last three years, I've really found people that are like-minded that, that kind of support each other and, you know, support almost the, the kind of left of center outlook, you know, of, of music city. Dude, absolutely. So, So backing up, you're from Missouri. Uh, were you doing music stuff out there? I know you're a hell of a golfer. Yep. Yeah, so I played golf in college. Um, I went to three or four different colleges and never got a degree. But, <laughs> hell uh, yeah. But uh, so I did that, and, and uh, I didn't start playing. I'd always played guitar since I was like 12 years old. I took lessons for about a year and just kind of did it for myself. And uh, And then I was running from the police when I was 20 years old in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and fell onto a a railroad track and broke my jaw and then during that time that was when I started to write music and then kind of figure out how to sing it really I never I never 
learned how to sing. I've just been learning how to sing for the last decade. Can you disclose what the hell is happening in Fayetteville, Arkansas? Uh, yeah, so me and my friend uh, Alex Sanders, <laughs> I think he'll be okay with me dropping his name. Uh, he, he was actually playing football for University of Missouri, and we were in Fayetteville over the summer uh, hanging out and drank a little too much and ended up uh, – there were – on Dixon Street, which is the main street in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, at University of Arkansas, uh, there were these guys that were in a loft a couple stories up, and they were throwing beer bottles down at us because we were in kind of a, a verbal fight. And uh, one of the beer bottles hit on the middle of Dixon Street, and right at that time a cop turned the corner and thought that we were throwing bottles out there, and then we ran. And uh, they – arrested him over by like a like a cul-de-sac type of place and I kept running like I thought I was going to go into the woods and it was really just a tree a tree line and then a cliff about 25 feet and then I dove onto a railroad track and then I guess was knocked out obviously and then at about four in the morning they found me by the dumpsters up at at a bar called on the rocks because I'd made my way back up yeah and then I, and and the rest is history. Goddamn for that. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of what got me into music. Really? So yeah. that's, that's I mean, I'd always play guitar. Yeah, but that's that's kind of cool because that's like an outlaw thing, and that's very much the kind of like you were talking about the left of center. Like that's some Johnny Cash shit right there. Yeah, my relationship with music has uh, has always been that, and more of a therapeutic sense than a you know a, a vocation or a occupation kind of deal. Um, so it definitely has a special spot in my heart that I try not to, uh, I try to focus on, you know, and not take for granted or, or tarnish, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. So growing up in Missouri, what was, what was that like? Where in Missouri are you from? Cause I've been out there a little bit and in most of Missouri, there's a whole lot of nothing. People, people don't, yeah. real, people don't realize that like Missouri, Missouri's pretty freaking country. Um, and just. You, you kind of got to find ways to have fun and, and do yeah. Some I shit. mean, I grew up in Southwest Missouri, so it's about thirty miles north of Branson, um, and uh, Missouri. Does, until I moved to Tennessee um, and found out that that people really were like proud of where they were from. Um, it's not that I wasn't. We're just kind of in the middle, and we just kind of do our thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it's. Springfield, Missouri is the home of Bass Pro Shops and uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Cashew Chicken. Cashew um, Chicken. Know, yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it. you know, it's one of those things that, that uh, moving to Nashville, you're you're in a hub of, of people from all over everywhere, and um, people ask where I'm from, and I say Missouri, and they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. it's kind of a flyover state. Yeah, no, it, it, it absolutely is. Now, what inspired the move to Nashville? Because they talk about that incident in Fayetteville. Right. Then what, did you, were, you, were you still living in Missouri at that time? Like, what, what were you well, doing that with was your like, life before music? I was in between, I played golf at a Division two school, uh, Drury University, and then uh, I was getting ready to transfer to University of Arkansas, and that was the summer before I transferred, and that transfer didn't end up happening until a couple years later because of that incident. Um, but, uh, so then after that happened, like I was kind of going through the recovery process of that and, uh, started playing music and I played my first show actually with my jaw wired shut 
I was sitting at a, my friend worked at a, a bar called uh, Springfield Brewing Company, and there was a guy named Art Bentley who had a residency there on Sundays, and uh, <clears throat> he called me up, and I played a Ryan Bingham tune <laughs> that I knew uh, with my jaw wired shut, and it was absolutely terrible. Um, but at that time, I'd started to kind of write music, and it just kind of organically grew into, like, you know, performing it at people's houses and then putting some a couple gigs together and, um, you know, kind of figuring out how to how to be a, a musician, you know, at at 20 years old. Yeah. And how old are you now? 31. Oh, so you've been doing this thing for a minute now. Yeah, yeah. And it's been a, it's been a process, you know. Um, it's just, and, and will continue to be. Yeah, dude. And like recently, we'll, we'll get into talking about the record and stuff that's coming out now in about 11 days, which was which, which perfect time. 24 days yeah or 24 days 24. no no well this is dropping this is dropping on the 15th okay yeah so the so we'll have a single the last single of the process will come out it's called love someone on the 14th or 15th and then the full record comes out february 26th yeah so 11 days from when we're dropping this episode yes, sir, you know I mean? see we got you gotta you gotta remember as you're, as I'm you're so sorry no, no you're good dude you're good i love the vibe in here by the way you you and uh ben chapman another one of my favorite guys mm -hmm. in town I remember when you guys first moved into this pad, and you gotta tell the 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 story. Is it? I think it's your bedroom in there, or whatever. The oh, slant, yeah, yeah. bro. The slant, dude. The, the foundation, baby. It's it's <laughs> sinking over there. Yeah, man. The the vibe with with the uh, with the incense going right now, and you sipping the the spe like that cup is just classical. Like, I wouldn't oh, expect yeah. you to be drinking coffee out of anything else. Yeah, it's a little tea tea party cup yeah man like. we all love a good tea party every yeah, now well, that's pretty much what we're having right now oh dude dude absolutely 100 percent. so what's going so as far as like recently now um when did when did the dreamer come out because that came out what that came out i think once i had moved to town because i got here late 2018 well so me and ben started that song like one afternoon we and at a, at a house i used to live at in 12 south um in kind of our little writing room and where we kept all of our guitars and stuff and we had the lights off and for whatever reason like we just kind of talked around this idea of of a kid that you know was there's a certain point when you stop becoming a kid and you feel like you're a man but you're not really a man yet yeah and that's when you start looking at older women Oh, absolutely. you know, like, like we've all been you know, like, you know, like yeah. I'm done dating girls and I want to, I want to try my hand at a, at an older woman. And so we talked about the process of that and we just kind of talked it out. And then it kind of felt like the right way to, to tell that story was to talk it, you know, and then, and then Matt Daniel, one, one of our best friends kind of helped us finish it about two or three weeks later. And this was probably two and a half years ago. And then one night I came home uh, from the from the bars, and me and my roommate Steve Everett went up to his room uh, at the top of the house and just set up a mic and did a did a you know a whiskey one take on the song, and then we put that out. Oh, that so that was just a just a one take, just completely stripped down. Yeah, and you, I was in like, your fucking house. Yeah, and so. I still think that may be the best version of the tune. You know, it's it's coming out on the record as a full band thing, and and they're two separate um, things of themselves. But like, there's a certain 
uh, magic sometimes that happens um, when you just kind of take a snapshot of a yeah, song. Yeah, and that, and that recording, man, I mean, I know somebody who you guys have looked up to is a guy named Guy Clark. Who, yeah, very much so. And, and that, that style of... And when he, I mean, and today gets called like the t- traditional style of country gets called Americana, right? Which is, which I know is kind of where, kind of where you guys, in some ways, fit in. But your shit's still country because country at the roots is acoustic guitar, storytelling, and a story. Yeah. Yeah, and a story. That that's that's sure. the bare bones. That's that's the foundation of country damn music. Right. Yeah. And that's that's, that's what y'all embody. That's what that's what the dreamer is. Yeah, I mean, I story. You know, literally, you telling a story. You know, that was kind of a one-off. You know, I can't. I probably won't do any other song like that. You know, but again. That, that and ma- I wrote it with my best friend. Yeah, and that so ma- it's like it was almost like the 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 beginning of a a movement for us. Whether it's a movement for anything else, like it was a it was a the start of something. Up to me, that's how I identify with that song. Is that it, that it that it was the start. Of, of kind of us as friends and um, you know our friend group has grown but like we've all facilitated and made each other better and I and I feel like that that song is kind of the poster of that yeah man know, I mean the, when I mean we've seen it at, at our rounds that we do I've, I've seen it at, at why not or not why not um, at revival I've seen it most recently at the um, raised rowdy rowdy on the road shout out raised rowdy which that was a special that was a special night. You you four gentlemen well, the first, I remember being the, up there. Just it's just it becomes a big sing along. I remember the first time like Matt Daniel even remembers this, like that 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 me and Ben and Matt had just played some shows in Texas and came back to revival and I was like, I think I'm gonna try to play this song and everybody was talking and stuff and you know, we definitely didn't know how it was gonna go over because like it doesn't really grab people's attention to talk a song. You know, um, but it did. Everybody got quiet, you know, because talking something is pretty low key, you know. Um, and it, it just kind of has had its own evolution of, it's had its own life cycle, you know, and now it's coming out on on a, on a full length record and it, and it feels like it's already kind of, this is like the next chapter of its existence, yeah. you know, because people actually like know that song, which is, I've never had a song in my life that people have known you know, and been able to, you know, sing back and, and have their own attachment with. Yeah. What's, so. the, what's the process of, what was the process of making a record like? Cause that's gotta be pretty fucking cool. Honestly, the process of writing the songs for the record was the true long, uh, labor of love kind of thing. Uh, we actually recorded the record in like two days How with David Dorn at farmland studios. Um, we did 10 songs in the first day and then the second day we went in and did the last song patches and matt daniels sang harmony on the record there's only one harmony on it and then we did some overdubs on pedal steel and a couple other things and the record was done and then we went sent it off to mixing john barons did a great job of mixing and he also mastered the record and it was that was it how, how crazy is that i mean honestly it was uh it was pretty crazy i just spent a month in Seymour, Texas. Um, That's where Matt's was, at, right? Yeah, that was where he was at. And this was kind of over quarantine uh, pandemic yeah, stuff. I, I feel like there were a lot of y'all out there, like a lot of people, like our, our like y- y'all's crew in Nashville, right. whether, it's, whether it's you, it's Ben, Joby, McKinney, like you guys as a whole, 
going out to Texas seems like a regular thing. It seems like a therapeutic thing. One, because your was. boy's out there. But two, it gets you out of the craziness of this town. Like sometimes yeah, you just need that release for, sure. for inspiration for and sure. mental health. And you got to be here because this is where, you know, stuff stuff is going on industry wise and everything like that. But um, you know, it's it's much easier to write country music in the country. Yeah, know? amen to that. So, but yeah, it was a it was. I still look back at it and be like, I couldn't do that record again the way that I did it it was just a it was a special thing you know now did you write those songs knowing that you were going to make a record or were you yeah or were you because I know a lot of times people just write songs to write songs and then eventually when when it pops up that you're going to be doing a project or you got somebody taking a chance on you 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 take your best songs but if you so you wrote that to be a complete project I mean over the course of like two years I wrote like like a hundred songs yeah two and a half years probably and, and 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 we all did. I mean, we wrote like five days a week, really. And and the goal was to write enough songs that you could then build a record out of those. It's almost like you only wear ten percent of your closet, you know. Um, and I'd never done that before. I'd never I'd never written enough songs to be able to, um, you know, create a record out of that. It wasn't like I was writing for a record, but but I was, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, deep deep down, man, and. Now, so you get to Nashville. You said that was like, there we go. We got that. The mic stands are, they're, they're, oh, they're, they're going to give it Amazon's yeah, best, good. baby. Amazon Prime. You know, we balling on a budget oh, yeah. in this bitch. All day. Um, so you moved to Nashville. What was your first, what was um, your first like thoughts on, on Nashville? Because a lot of people move here and then they get, they get complacent. They're like, the goal is to move to Nashville. And then they, they stop grinding or this, that, and the other thing. What was the Nate Frederick experience when you first got to town, and what I mean, were some of those? What been, were some of those early memories? Um, I mean, I got a job the first day that I moved to town at a bar called South on Demumbrian that's not there anymore. Um, and I obviously had a different outlook on music and 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 everything when I moved to town. And that's the point of moving to Nashville is not to move here and and make it what you want. It's 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 for the town to make you into something that that is correct you know and that's why they call it a 10-year town or how, whatever your 10 years ends up being um this town is supposed to kind of slough off the stuff you don't need and turn you into what you need to be for yourself and for the music industry and i truly believe that, that so and that's yeah. really kind of what you know the first three years were, were an undoing of myself and then the next three years have been um, you what, know, what, a what, understanding and creation yeah. of that. What do you mean? What do you mean by undoing? What were some of the? Um, some I of mean, the just like just not knowing on? what good even is, and not even knowing if you're that, and just kind of like realizing what you don't know. It takes that long to to because when you move from a small a smaller town or any town where things aren't really going on the way they are in Nashville, you it's not that you think you're smarter than you are, but you don't even know if you're dumb or smart. Like you don't. You haven't taken your stuff on the road and and uh, seeing if your outlook travels or or how that works within what's really going on. Yeah, and uh, and that's why you move to Nashville to see like you know, do I need to get better? Am I good enough? Like like to ask all those questions and 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 try your stuff out and find out how far that takes you. You know, and if you don't quit and you stay in this town, it will make you into something that it will give back to you but you have to put in you know the 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 time and the work and the thought and the understanding to realize um 
it will show you what you need to be as opposed to make you into what you want to be. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah, I, I got you on that. What was your first night, your first wild night at the bars that you can remember? Because I know we forget a lot of Well, them. I mean, I bartended, or I, I bar backed, actually, at, at South. And so- South, I did that. South became Frisky Frogs, and then yeah. became Live Oak, correct? Well, no, South actually, uh, it was further down, the, a little bit more down the street, in between Tin Roof. And Doghouse? So it would be like, there's Tin Roof, and then Doghouse, and then South, and then Live Oak. Oh, so it's that vape, that um, hookah place now. Right. Okay. And it was a... It was a wild bar. It, it's kind of a cursed location because um, there's been a lot of places turnover in that with that lease there. Have you have you just seen a big turnover in Nashville as a whole and being here as long as you have now? I mean, yeah. And not, in you terms kind of, of fall out of touch yeah. with people, and you know, especially if they move back home. Yeah. How many have you seen a lot of people move back home in your five and a half years? I mean, a little bit. I mean, the the the. Cause I'm not there yet. Like I'm at, I'm, I moved here fall of 2018 mm-hmm. and I'm not quite at that point where like, I know a shit ton of people who've moved home, but then I'll talk to a guy like Ryan Nelson and he's like, bro, there were so many people so many. I've seen in seven years. Yeah. I mean it, it, you know, it, it's like a summer camp that, that is all year round. Yeah. You know? But you need to stay because it will be hard at some point. And, and that's when you find out. Has, has this become, has this place become home yet? Yeah, it has. It, it took about three and a half years for it to do that, but but now it definitely is. Yeah, because I'm again, and I'm not there yet. Because I'm I'm here about as half the time, half amount of time that you are. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, there is the. It's when you kind of find out what you're made of a little bit, and then you don't really find friends necessarily as you become something that fits and attracts the like-minded people, you know, and that's really the goal. Yeah. How long did it take you to find your circle that you needed about to be in? About three and a half years. Three and a half? Yep. When, would, I met, yeah. well, uh, um, when I met Ben Chapman and I met Matt Daniel and I met Ryan Nelson and um, <clears throat> Job Fortner. And then I re-met Colin Nash again after that. Dude, what, 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 what a special. I mean, that whole group yeah, is just Tyler awesome. David, Harper O'Neill, oh, Vinny Paolizzi at, at Revival, um, you know, uh, so many people really now, um, but but Ben Chapman and Matt Daniel were the were the sole focus of that really changed and now, affected. How'd me. you meet those guys? Because ben, Ben's a young gun. You've been you've been doing this for a it while, and I think Matt's same, kind of in the middle. It was all at the same time, about two and a half, maybe almost three years ago. I had was playing at Revival, and I was hanging out with Ryan Nelson, who I just met that night. Oh wow! And Chad Bishop, and I left my guitar in Ryan Nelson's truck, the back of it. So the next day, when I woke up, I had to go to Ryan Nelson's to get my guitar, and that was when I met Matt Daniel. And then about two weeks after that, Ben Chapman had not yet moved to town. And was that in like December, Ben? No, January. January. And he came, he was driving his mom's car and he came over to write and, um, we kind of hit it off as just like-minded, like thinkers. And he was a great guitar player and, and, and he didn't really know anybody, but Channing Wilson and a couple of the people from Revival and Rob Snyder. Um, and then I was like, you know, I just met these people, Ryan Nelson and Matt Daniel. And so then I kind of brought Ben with me a little bit to 
to kind of become friends with them. And then Matt Dana was living with or moved in with Job Fortner. And then um, me and Ben just kind of palled around and really met the people at the same time. But I'd lived here for, you know, three and a half years. Isn't it funny how that works? Because I've had that happen recently. Where like it happened the, really quick. Yeah, yeah. It what, took a long time. Yeah, it happened really quick. Yeah, for me, it's like I've gotten a lot closer to folks like you, Ben, and Meg, and Ryan Nelson, and Joby, and even guys like, like Trey Lewis, McKinney, like that whole crew. I didn't really, I didn't, like I knew who y'all were, but I didn't like know, like y'all weren't my boys. Like y'all right. weren't my friends until recently. But it's funny, like looking back on like how, how you interact with people in this town. Well, and it's, it's, it truly has to do with like when you're ready to meet people that are correct for you, you have to become that on the inside first. Like it's not about making a bunch of friends and changing. It's like becoming something that it's just whatever we all met because we were at the same outlook and point to converge. Yeah, absolutely. We could have met each other two years prior and been at different points in our life and not been best friends, but because we, it was the right time. It it was meant to be in my mind. It it was very serendipitous, you know, to, to, for that, so that's an SAT word. You're a smart motherfucker, aren't I, you? I, I'm not. I went to four colleges, never got a degree. You know. Well, so. well, I mean, being 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 smart and like being about going to classes are two different things. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. My dad instilled that in me a lot. I'm. I'm a deep thinker. Yeah. You. You. Know, you, too, you, too. you are, and a lot of folks in yeah. like that crew that you just mentioned, because like people meet Ryan Nelson. And he's a wild motherfucker. But, he's a but deep, then, he's deep but dude. but then you start talking and you get to know Ryan Nelson. Right, that dude is deep. You know, mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're in that similar sure. kind of. Age. What were your majors in, in your uh, communications? Okay, was business communications. Okay, um, nothing real crazy. I think Ryan Nelson was a history, yeah, uh, major, and he loves maps. He does. He fucking does love maps. Like, like if you see maps that, and like pie it, charts and he just yeah, it's wild. <laughs> he geeks out and goes crazy. Mm-hmm. It's funny. You get him going down a rabbit hole too, and he'll yeah, just for go. sure, for sure. He'll just go. What was? What's one of your? What was? When was the first time that you saw the Ryan Nelson fire show? I mean, really, right when I when I went over to get my guitar that the next morning that I met him, you know, they were, they were burning in the back. They were burning. Oh, fires. Oh, 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 the fires. I thought you meant like Ryan about, Nelson, like crazy. No, I'm talking about him. I'm talking about the pallets and him dance. And I was probably that week. I think he was burning the fire then, you know, and that's a Ryan Nelson fires go hand in hand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They get, they get, they get a little wild, man. So, I mean, so going back even more, I want to dive more into the, to the, into the Missouri stuff. So for you growing up, what kind of music were you bumping? What were you jamming? Uh, my mom always played like older music, like Van Morrison and Otis Redding and um, stuff like that. Um, my family has like been musical, but not like as like an instrumentation or you know type of deal. We've always listened to music and appreciated it. Um, so that was kind of like my um, I have like songs that pop out to me as like ha- my parents used to own a houseboat, so like houseboat music and like cool music like things that like bring me back you know yeah to that type of, of thing and it was always older um you know um i think that's some of the best music is is older music simpler stuff and and uh but then like i kind of got into you know a little bit of dave matthews and john mayer when all that stuff was coming out but then you know always 
always back to like the roots of you know like like I said Van Morrison and uh, Otis Redding and Bill Withers and kind of the soulful music you yeah know. are you a big concert guy did you go to a lot of concerts growing up or were you not were you a, a ton. fan of, are you a not fan a ton. of I really wasn't like a like I said like a, I played guitar like for myself but I wasn't really like a music guy I played golf you know it's well like, I grew up playing golf too not to the level that you were I mean I I would go out like a lot of people talk about fishing and hunting with their dads all the good right. old boys down here I grew up playing golf with my dad and grandpa yeah me too like, that's, that's and, what and I so would do it's like you know when I started to play music people were like what what are you doing you know like that's not how people identified with me but like I said I think I've always just been a deep thinker so it's like whatever music was just an outlet to help express myself and I didn't find that out until I was 20 years old what's the lowest golf score you've ever shot 64 Jesus Christ from where from the tips <clears throat> I mean it, it was uh where was that it was at Rivercut uh golf course in Springfield Missouri at the city championship actually that's not right it was 65 it wasn't 64 still um, still a ridiculous yeah, seven score under I think it was and uh yeah I think it was from the tips um and that I just got hot with my putter, man. <laughs> hey, you, you drive for show and you putt for dough, that's man. Right. That's right. That's, that's some real some real stuff with that. Do you do you still play a lot here in town? Or do I you, mean, sometimes I do. Like it, it varies. Um, I'll get into probably by about April. I'll get the bug back again. Joe Fortner's gotten really into golf, and so he wants to play anytime. Go, go over yeah. Cheekwood, baby. Yep, he loves that's where it. Joby likes going. Um, but uh, yeah, golf's been golf's opened up a lot of doors for me and um it's always been something that i will play for the rest of my life because it, it it's kind of made me who i am so yeah dude i mean for for me it's it's such it's a funny game too because like you hit on top you hit the top of the ball it goes down you hit the bottom of the ball it goes up you, right it's it's and you're competing against yourself yeah i mean the way you play golf is the way you play life in a lot of ways yeah hell yeah that's absolutely right mm -hmm. what's your favorite course to go to around here um, if you had somebody that came, people people come to Nashville to drink and get into bullshit. But if somebody were to come to Nashville and want to golf, where I would you send them? I used to work at Bellmead Country Club, so I love that golf course. But the, I played in the Tennessee State Open um, at the Grove, and that is a fantastic golf course. Where's that? Um, it's where is the Grove, Ben? Do you know? Uh, they play a, a gig there in Franklin. There's a lot of nice golf courses in Williamson County. Golf Club of Tennessee is really nice. Um, in Kingston Springs, and then uh, what's it? Greystone is a really good golf course as well. So I mean, there's a lot of good golf. It's golf. A f it's affordable relatively around here too. Because yeah, when I'm from up in New they're, York, they're it's good at making the metro stuff like really affordable. For yeah, sure. we got to get out and play sometime because I I like I'll go out. And we were getting uh like I was going out with just random like I feel like 2020 was a big year for the growth of the sport of golf. I think a lot of people bought their first set of golf clubs in in 2020 which sure. is which is great like i love see it's gonna make the courses a little more crowded I next year it. but I, I love it too man for for the growth of the sport There's a lot of people sleep on golf they do it's it's uh it's kind of the everyman sport but it but it's looked at as like a country club snobby deal have you been up to i think it's called pebble creek up in jolton i haven't i've heard of bro that. it's so i played there with uh, with our buddy garrett biggs and we were the only two guys out there 
Mm-hmm. We, um, I like to bring out some of my Delta 8 stuff, and I bring out some cigars. I have my right. little travel kit. Some of it's Delta 8. Some of it's Mary Jane. Whatever. We have a good time. But um, <laughs> we, this course, dude, it's in the mountains. So, like, there's, like, warning signs when you're driving the carts. Mm-hmm. Like, it... I, they don't even let you walk it because you. It's like on a cart. There's like a couple minutes in between holes. Right. It, it was like pouring rain. It was oh, all yeah. kinds. We almost died like three times. It was crazy. Yeah. Mountain golf's fucking nuts. You're out in the elements when you're when you're playing golf. You know. I yeah. Mean, it, it, yeah. Have you like traveled around, gone and played at another state besides <coughs> Missouri and Tennessee? I used to play junior golf uh, with the AJGA, which is American Junior Golf Association. I played a ton of golf courses, like you know. Um, played with people that are now on tour, like, you know, uh, a bunch of the Oklahoma boys like Ricky Fowler. And, yeah. And, and uh, I've got a lot of friends that are involved in the golf industry or on, like, the Corn Ferry Tour, or some of them have made it up to the to the PGA Tour. And um, so, I, yeah, I, like, I played – that was what I did as a – from, did you, think you know, 13 to – 18 years old like it was just golf was was being a pro golfer was that something on your mind yeah it was but then i you know it just i kind of realized what i had to do and uh what what it was going to require of me to be able to do that and i just wasn't there and i'm probably a better player now than i even was i kind of had a falling out with golf because i took it so seriously that is it, is it, I lost the love for it. You yeah, know? Golf becomes a lot easier when you don't give a shit. Yeah, and so I'm and be- so and so does life. Honestly, yeah, and so it just has, in the same way that music has helped me express myself, golf has taught me how to think. So I, you know, my relationship with golf is, um, is a good one now. You know, because of the things that it's taught me to be able to move forward in anything that I want to do as opposed to just a sport that I'm trying to be good at. Yeah, no, absolutely for sure. Now, um quick little bit of it, quick little bit of like advice stuff. If somebody was moving to Nashville, what would you tell them? Some free game. Stay. <laughs> Don't move home. Um you know, uh really buy into the fact of, you know, take advantage of your opportunities and and be a good person and and just trust that it's baked into the cake of Nashville to make you what you're supposed to be. Yeah. That's it. You trust, don't, you don't come here to up your status. You come here to get better. Yeah. Trust, trust the process for sure. Um, yeah. Easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. No, there's a lot of ways to get distracted and there's a lot of ways to cast, to have that doubt. Like it's this, this music shit's tough. Yeah. And it's, it ain't for everybody, but if you stick around long enough, you get on the other side of it and you, and you learn, about yourself and that's the important part what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself the biggest thing I know that's a tough one I'm, I'm, I'm good with the questions today we're um, doing good the biggest thing that I've learned about myself um, that, I'm, that I'm harder on myself than I am other people perfectionist maybe that in yeah, a way but like I give other people the benefit of the doubt where sometimes I don't give myself that and I'm learning to do that more. That's good, man. That's so. good. So, um, and then one last thing, food. Are you a big barbecue guy? Are you a hot chicken guy? I love, what, I love what, Mexican food. I think would be my favorite. Best Mexican. I love McCabe pub. That's like my go-to place. That's the right? home. That's the hometown. That's right the now. But yeah. then when Matt Daniel lived in town, it was, uh, 
Los Canaritos. Ooh, yeah, that's a, that's a good spot. You can go in there for ten bucks, get two beers and two tacos and rice and beans. You know? Yeah, man, and I've I've learned to like the taco trucks. I moved to El, yeah. as Ryan Nelson. There's some called, good Mexican. Yep. In, in a, Nashville, as Ryan Nelson calls it L.A., or he calls it the other other L.A., you got right. Los Angeles, you got Louisiana, you got Lower Alabama, then you got Lower Antioch, yeah. which, is where, <laughs> which is where me and Ryan Nelson live at. Um, and the taco trucks there which are freaking delicious. Super good. So, hell yeah, dude. Um, so Mexican food. So Los Canaritos, that's your recommendation? That's, that's our go-to for sure. So yeah, Mexican man, definitely a uh, a Nashville staple. Uh, I agree. Something that I was not expecting coming down from New York. I was no, not expecting as as much of that in the state of Tennessee. It doesn't seem like it would be a, a Mexican mecca, but uh, Mexican mecca. That's a good way to put is. it, man. We yeah. got there's almost as many Mexican restaurants and taco trucks as there are bars. Yeah, might for be even sure. might, might be more Mexican mm-hmm. restaurants than bars. Yeah, I enjoy it. I. What's your what's 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 your order? You seem like a simple kind of guy, um, but you could be a fajita. Ben guy. Chapman got me on the. Uh, I guess it would be the. It's just chicken, cheese, and rice with jalapenos. Simple, but the little kick of the jalapeno. That's yeah. not bad. That's not yeah. bad. And Ryan Nelson got me into hot sauce and, yeah. you know, putting that on everything. So. Yeah. Oh, he does. He does put that he on. He loves everything. the heat. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a simple. I, for me, as long as it's got the rice and beans, like I might go grab some freaking Mexican after. You can make me all hungry. Yeah, it's making me hungry too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we might have, might have, might have to do that before, before we got, uh, before we got our, our later shit. But um, so talking again, we gotta talk about your pup right here too. I see she got. So you're a Razorbacks fan. Uh, yeah, I am. I went so, to school there for a little bit. So that's, so that's your team. So you're from Mizzou, but yeah. you pull, you pull Pig Suey. I do, and and her name's Wanda. She's ten years old, so she's really been a part of, or been here for the entire um, music thing for me, um, and that's what I started my. Because we have a distribution deal, but uh, my independent label is called Wanda Recordings. Hey, hell so yeah! She doesn't even know, but she's the face of the whole deal. So. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. No, we we love love hearing that. She's a good old girl. She's she's nice. She's definitely been very friendly with me coming uh-huh. in, but yep. not like the obnoxious friendly. You know, like she just she's she comes pretty up chill, but she has a personality. She puts sure. she puts her she puts her head on your knee and starts licking you, and she's mm-hmm. she's very friendly, but not like jumping. Like, right, right. It's not. Yeah, she's very well behaved, but 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 friendly. Very well behaved. We, and you can't you can't stay mad at a dog. No, like you that. can't. She, you can't. She's a, she's a sweet girl right there, chilling, chilling, hanging out. So yeah, different shade of blue, man. Yep. Um, so it's gonna be coming out. Um, how proud are you of this project? And man, what, what, I, if you if you had to promote, this is your chance to promote it right now. What do you got to tell us about it? I, it it just was. My heart is totally full with this record because I wrote it with my friends, and it really is just kind of like a. I didn't really care how many people really heard it. It I wasn't gonna, um, you know put it up on a pedestal but for me it was just such an important record that i had to make of moving forward for the rest of my musical journey um it was just a moment in time um i wrote different shade of blue with matt daniel that was the first song that me and him just me and him wrote together um you know it encapsulates the whole idea of the record where it's like i'm not really outwardly at a different place that people can really tell but but it's a different outlook on where I'm at. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's it's not like I'm at a point of success that, that people can really understand, but 
but the way that I look at things now being even in the same situation is just so much healthier for me. And so it's just a different shade of blue. Hey, you know, and it, it, it just, this record will, will, is very important to me, you know, and, and my friends and the people that helped make it, uh, it was definitely not a solo effort. Yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. Is there one song in particular where you're like, this is one I'm most proud of, or are they all kind of your babies? I mean, I just am proud of it because I actually feel like I made a record as opposed to I made a collection of songs. Which is something that gets lost in today's Yeah, so it's like I, I really do look at the record as a as a singular thing as opposed to now I've, now I've, a collection. I've talked with some other friends who have, made their, who have put out their first records recently. Mm-hmm. They've said to me that, they don't want to just go in and do singles anymore. Like they just want to do records. Like there's something magical there's something about being about... in a studio and doing a record. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> I'd always wonder what that would be like. And, and, and you have to do so much. You can't make a record in, you know, the drop of a hat, you know, it's a process. And because it's a process, it then you hold it so much closer to you because you've had to go through every step. To get there, you know, a song is just, you know, one little piece of, I feel like, the process of making yeah. a record, you know, one scene in a movie type of thing. So, like, I will always try, hopefully have the ability to make records because that's how I feel like that the true growth and and how music really exists for me is in the form of a record. Hell yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to see where, see where this thing goes. Um, the singles have been awesome. Um, been thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for giving us a taste of the record, not having to just wait for the full release. Right. We, we yep. love it. We love it when artists can, can put a few out. I think it's a great marketing plan and, and it seems yep. to be working well and you're, yep. you're getting put on some playlists, which is now, now a big thing these days. Yep. And it's been a good, it's been a good start and I, and it, it's been a team effort. Um, with the people that I'm working with and are working with me and from the songwriters to the record to David Dorn who produced it to all the musicians that played on it um, down to the management and distribution and marketing you, you know I can't I could not have done it alone you know so it's definitely not just my record I've I, I would hope that everybody feels like it's theirs. So. Hell yeah. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Well, dude, thank you so much for, for hanging out today. And My pleasure, buddy. Welcome, welcoming me into, into your home. It's, I love this place, hanging out, vibing, vibing with the boys and with Miss Wanda right there. <laughs> uh, we, we love it. And, uh, well, you cool playing a couple songs for us? Yeah, we'll do it. All right, sweet. Um, well, before before old Nate gets that guitar and starts picking us a few, thank you guys, as always, for listening to the In The Round podcast. Make sure you check out Nate Frederick. Different Shade of Blue It's coming out soon. We got some singles out with it now. He's got some other stuff up as well. So y'all can check out the back catalog. Um, Nate Frederick Music on Instagram or just Nate Frederick? Uh, Nate Frederick Music. Nate yeah. Frederick Music. Look him up on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, make sure you follow along with our good buddy here. And uh, you can always catch him playing writer's rounds or playing acoustic sets. And you can really get an appreciation for what him for what for what Nate does and what uh, some of his talented friends do as well. So if you're ever in Nashville uh, and you see his name on a flyer, please come out and check him out. And uh, also check out our writer's round. We got one tomorrow night uh, with some good friends. Uh, also shout out Whaletail Media. If you're getting hitched, you're looking for content, Wales and his team, they are the folks to help you out. 
Whale Tail Media. We love them making waves all across Music City. And then, of course, our green sponsor, our friends at Trailside CBD Emporium. Remember, promo code ITR, 20% off at checkout. Get all your green needs met with with our friends at Trailside CBD Emporium. And also remember to rate, subscribe, like, uh, get, tell your friends, share it on your Instagram stories that you've been listening to the podcast. We couldn't be doing it without y'all listening. And be sure to check out A Different Shade of Blue, Nate Frederick, the full-length record, coming here soon. Y'all, get we're getting so close to it. Check out what he's got out as well. Now, without further ado, it's our boy Nate Frederick singing us some tunes. Y'all been listening to the In the Round podcast. Hey there, darling. Don't you know it is perfectly all right you stay inside and take it slow Cause it's raining Anything I'd hear you can do Like slide on no head of the blue if you want me to but Don't look now I'm on your side of town And if you're lazy and you look to be something done Baby, let me be the one You know, girl, I wanna be the one Hey, darling Hey, lady Stay right where you are Girl, whatever it is you need, I will get it all. It ain't too far. Don't look now, cause I'm on your side of town. And if you're lazy and you look to something done, baby, let me be the one. You know, girl, I wanna be the one. It's been so long. Since we had each other to ourselves, it's always something. Girl, you're something. Don't look now, cause I'm on your side of town. And if you're lazy and you're looking to be something done, baby, let me be the one. You know, girl, I wanna be the one. And I always. Wanna be, oh baby, the one. Oh Little morning on no, Saturday morning, there's nothing like a pair of jeans that are worn in the palm of spend and patchwork come undone. I slide into home, the back right pocket, just couldn't hold on. Another mama can't sew, 
but she couldn't stitch fix this time I guess that's the way it goes some things you can fix till it just stay broke you can reminisce till the cows come home ain't no sense when there's too many holes so it's in with the new and out with the old Dad drove it ten years before Brother got the keys to that Chrysler Ford door By the time he was sixteen He was twenty-three He said good luck with that thing With a smile and a wing Tossed him the key Well they ran for a week Till that old engine just gave out I guess that's the way it goes Some things you can fix till they just stay broke You can reminisce till the cows come home there Ain't no sense when there's too many holes So it's in with the new And out with the old She was his first kid didn't know then wouldn't be his last goodbye I suppose even people wear out sometimes I guess that's the way it goes some things you can fix till they just stay broke you can reminisce till the cows come home Ain't no sense when there's too many holes So it's in with the new And out with the old So it's in with the new And out with the old